everyone, and welcome to another episode of Unity Without Compromise. This is Dr. Steve Latulip. I am ever striving to be positive in my approach to the world and in the information that I bring you. But let's face it, unity without compromise means that I must not ever compromise the truth. And that requires some wisdom in trying to evaluate what is true and what is false. And today, I want to just be honest, at the risk of being perhaps a little bit negative, in stating that we are simply spinning out of control right now as unrestricted warfare is unleashed against us, the United States citizens, with an absolute fury. There is so much happening right now, and it's happening at lightning speed. And so because of that, it's very hard to keep up with it. And it's very hard to evaluate what is true and what is false. But we, you know, we do realize that the stakes of of winning or winning back or losing forever our freedom are rising every day. Those stakes are, are serious. They are critical. And we need to recognize exactly where we are right now today, because it might change next week or the next week following that. But I want to focus today a little bit on unrestricted warfare and what it actually means. Now, I don't know if any of you have actually been aware of or read the book that was put out by Uh, General Michael Flynn and a sergeant of the U.S. Army retired Boone Cutler. They described in their first session the Citizen's Guide to Fifth Generation Warfare, and the book is an introduction to 5GW, or Fifth Generation Warfare. And in the first chapter, the authors describe or define what exactly they mean by unrestricted warfare. And if you do have that book, if, if, or if you want to get it, it, I think it's a worthy read. It's very simple, very basic, but it covers the points very well. Now, in section 1-4, they have unrestricted warfare, and it is defined as war without bounds. It is the strategy tailored for covert influence across the global stage. Covert influence happens by concealing the methods of influence. It is the primary strategy originally developed by, guess who? China's military. No surprise there, right? And he goes on to say that the elements of unrestricted warfare are network corruption, legal exploitation, and economic manipulation. Unrestricted warfare does everything irregular that hybrid warfare does, but it is specific to CCP's strategy to shape the entire globe or the entire global environment. Additionally, they incorporate massive influence with economic warfare. So uh, you can read from that that there's all kinds of strategies or types of warfare, but Um, I think I want to just boil it down to say, what's really going on? What does he mean by all of this? Well, first of all, we need to realize that unrestricted warfare is a means of war and tactical and strategic strategies 
that seeks to gain control of the enemy and to crush the enemy by any and all means possible. You know, it's kind of like that saying, all is fair in love and war. Well, unrestricted warfare means everything is fair. Nothing is out of play. There are, if you will, no rules of engagement, meaning this is what you can do. This is what you can't do. Kind of like we, what we saw in Vietnam, what we saw in the Korean conflict when we had MIG alley and our fighters could not go beyond certain boundaries to engage the fighters. Uh, so um, we need to understand that unrestricted warfare means anything and everything goes. Take them down any way you can. If it means destroying the children, do it. If it means annihilating women, do it. If it means starving the population, poisoning their food supply, or contaminating their water supply, do whatever you want because anything is okay. There is nothing to do with uh, any considerations of morality or ethics in unrestricted warfare. Do you get it? Anything goes. And so you can see why this really is a form of the worst of spiritual warfare, because there is nothing uh, that is considered good or evil. You do what you must do, and their definition of good, those who are using unrestricted warfare, is that which annihilates the enemy. So, having defined the deep state um, or the unrestricted warfare, I think we need to realize that it is the deep state that is using this, and the synonyms uh, for the deep state or other ways of naming them uh, might include the unit party, the vanguard, the globalists, but it includes all state and non-state actors who support the new world order, which is a one world authoritarian government. And that is who is trying to take us over right now. Remember, they have to destroy America if they are going to win this war. Now, who are the deep state actors? Well, it certainly includes certain organizations and the para-government organizations include the World Economic Forum. That's a build, uh, that's a really huge uh, one. And they are trying to take over the um, legality of medicine uh, so that they can gain better control of everything. And other organizations include the World Trade Organization, the World Health Organization, um, the World Economic Forum. And notice they all have the word world in the state in their definitions or their titles. Uh, but there's also individuals like George Soros, Mark Zuckerberg, and Bill Gates, who are individually trying to destroy our world, destroy America. Look at Bill Gates right now. He is pursuing Again, contaminating our meat with messenger RNA, so-called vaccines. These are bioweapons that are now being introduced into the food supply, into our livestock. And so if you uh, go out to a restaurant and that meat is not thoroughly cooked, you will be subjected to exposure and, and consumption of spike protein. And that is going to make you sick and that is going to have harmful effects. Um, but the science on that is still being evaluated by the good guys. And um, I think we really need to assess what the real risk is. But I guarantee you, they can and will destroy us if they can. 
because that is the nature of unrestricted warfare. Now, as also included in the deep state actors are what are called useful idiots. Now, useful idiots, you might say, are those useless eaters who actually have a purpose for a time because they are useful to the deep state in that they are um, knowingly or unknowingly promoting the, the strategies of the one world order takeover. These useful idiots, believe it or not, are just, they're not just the common ordinary uh, citizens who are, say, woke or who just are misinformed, but they include politicians as well. They, this would include perhaps Fauci. Um, it includes all the deaf, dumb, and blind leftists who are just swallowing the bait, and they don't know it, but they are being reeled in for death and destruction. It also includes another useful idiot, which is Joe Biden. I mean, Joe is a mindless puppet. He, he's declining ever more, and he is nothing more than a useful idiot. Perhaps he's been very useful, but nonetheless an idiot. And the word idiot means belonging to oneself. It means that you just have no capacity to think outside of your own brain. You just go along with whatever you're told to do. And that's a good definition for idiot. So I think what is really important is that we need to define the deep state goals and we need to understand why unrestricted warfare is so critical to their success, because if we can really understand it, then hopefully we can combat it. Now, there's a lot of present examples of unrestricted warfare. We're seeing it happen unfolding every day. We have our woke, weak military, and uh, the military is forever um, growing more and more out of control every day. I mean, we just uh, saw a display of a sailor on a big ship who got to read his LGBT poem on uh, gay perversion night. And he read it, was able to read it to all the shipmates. Now pity the poor guys that were forced to attend that and listen to this garbage, absolute garbage. But we have a lot of such distractions also, all kinds of things uh, like, um, the assault against President Trump with uh, taking him to court for just pure nonsensical things. They know that they have no case, but it's a worthy distraction. And in the meantime, as we are being distracted with all these seemingly big things that we know are going to go nowhere because they have no substance behind them whatsoever, nonetheless, they are useful distractions because what's happening behind the lines when we are being led astray, uh, focusing all our attention on nothing burgers, then we, we miss the whole point of what they are doing. But let's acknowledge that that is by nature unrestricted warfare. So they're doing a good job of it, really. Um, we recently heard uh, from John Kirby, the White House National Security Council spokesman, he said, we now have a small U.S. military presence 
which includes special, uh, 14 special forces uh, soldiers at the American embassy in Ukraine. Now, that all came out. He was forced to acknowledge that after there was a leak of Pentagon documents. And once that was exposed, you know, he, he was kind of caught between a rock and a hard place. He did not want to disclose that. But you realize this is a violation of, um, of our Constitution. We cannot send our soldiers into battle, into war without approval of Congress. But, you know, that just presumes that we are followers of the Constitution. And of course, that is no longer a true fact. Our government ignores the Constitution. And so uh, John Kirby is just stating the obvious that they can do whatever they want. So we need to also recognize that the uh, members the, uh, of the army that is attacking us is also domestic. It's not just the foreign actors. It is our own government. And it includes Democrats and Republicans, the rhinos, because they, even though they may not realize it as useful idiots, they are hearkening to the one world order agenda. And so they are enemies of our state. And we must call them as such because that is speaking the truth. So we're going to find uh, uh, other examples of unrestricted warfare unfolding every day. Uh, look now at what's happening at the progressive border invasion. Every single day, we're seeing more and more people coming into our country. And sadly, this includes a, a whole, just a huge number, busloads and busloads, of Chinese nationals, CCP members coming in here uh, into our country, being welcomed in by the Biden administration. And a couple of weeks ago, um, we had uh, a real um, tete-a-tete with the Department of Homeland Security uh, Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. Um, and as he was confronted with questions against uh, uh, excuse me, by several of our senators. I mean, I was really impressed with Mayorkas because he he applied tremendous um, skill and, and um, acumen in avoiding questions, avoiding responsibility. Um, I was proud of him in the sense that if he was a prisoner of war, say in uh, the Hanoi Hilton uh, in the Vietnam War, it, he would have given virtually no useful information to the enemy. Now, Mayorkas is an enemy, and therefore he was being questioned by his enemies. And one of the enemies that did a fairly good job was Senator John Kennedy. And when he questioned Mayorkas, Mayorkas simply refused to, to, to answer the simplest, most straightforward questions. Uh, like Kennedy asked him, um, do you, can you define for me an assault weapon? Because Mayorkas had acknowledged that he wanted to 
um, promote the ban uh, against assault weapons. So John Kennedy just says, could you please define for me an assault weapon? And he says, well, it would be like an AK-47. And Kennedy says, no, just define for me what is an assault weapon. Now, Mayorkas is not going to take that bait because he knows he will be ridiculed and he will have um, no, no foundation to stand on. He, he's speaking completely ignorance, but People buy ignorance, uh, especially when they are useful idiots. So anyway, um, there was no way that John Kennedy was going to get Mayorkas to even acknowledge that a border crisis exists. He's not going to get him to expose his real agenda, which is a globalist operative. Mayorkas is a globalist operative. He goes along with all of the uniparty cabal, and he's doing a great job job at what he is doing. And Senator John Kennedy just made a few passing comments. Well, you know, I'm be beginning to doubt you, your motives and things like that. Um, he says, you think our borders ought to be open. You're not being forthcoming. But notice that Kennedy will not come out and call Mayorkas what he is. And that is an enemy of the state. Mayorkas is a traitor. Mayorkas resisted answering every single question. He did not answer one question. And this is exactly what I would do if I was captured and questioned as a POW. Deny them any useful information. It's an excellent tactic. And Mayorkas did a superb job, except that he is our enemy. And that frustrates me. Because we can't go to torturing him. We can't put bamboo uh, uh, twigs under his uh, fingernails to get the, him to answer truthfully. See, that, that doesn't happen. But that's as far as John Kennedy went. Then we went to Senator Josh Hawley. And Hawley kind of stepped it up a little bit. And he pointed out how Mayorkas' phone app, the CBP-1, CBP stands for Customs and Border Patrol. So the CBP-1 app is, uh, according to Josh Hawley, quote, like a concierge service for illegal Im immigrants. And it was made available on January 5th, 2023. So anybody coming to the southern border can have this phone app. And what it does is, is allows them to make an appointment so that they can get special uh, processing to get right into the country uh, without any questions being app. Now, asked. Now, the app is supposed to be to apply for asylum, but on the app, there is absolutely not a single asylum question is asked whatsoever. And in fact, when they apply and they show up at the border checkpoints where they are invited by our rogue government, they are not questioned in any way. There is no interview, no questioning, there was no tracking or follow-up. They simply allow these illegals a free pass. And this includes the uh, CCP operatives who are coming into our country now totally unrestricted. They are being invited into our country. We have no idea who they are other than we know they come from a, a great enemy of the United States. These are nationals from China and from all, uh, many other countries who are also enemies of our state. So Josh Hawley uh, gets a little frustrated, in fact, very frustrated with him. 
And he points these things out to Mayorkas and says, look, this is just a ticket master for illegal immigrants. In other words, they come in unchallenged, free to pass and no follow up, go wherever you want. Where are all these Chinese nationals going? Well, I know through friends that they are operating marijuana growing farms and all these other things um, that uh, are scattered now throughout the country. Why do you think that is happening? Do you think there might be a, 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 um, a plan for a takeover with boots on the ground in America if and when the time is right? Yeah, I think it's a possibility. But, um, but it's kind of concerning because um, despite all of this, Senator Josh Hawley uh, comes to the conclusion that he should resign. And that's it. So we are struggling right now. If you want another example of, of unrestricted war, warfare, just look at the Ukraine war. Now, a lot of people who have good insight and common sense do believe that this could have been the start of the Third World War. The Ukraine war is a multifaceted strategic operation, and it is, was designed specifically to take down America. What has resulted from it? Well, look, we have an alliance now of China and Russia against the United States. China is advancing greatly in the world order uh, with their power. They are, um, the Ukraine war has been funding the globalist power elites and the CCP extensively with money and with weapons. And guess what they are doing in the same process? They are depleting American military supplies. They are depleting American money. We have sent billions and billions and billions of dollars there. And what's next? Well, you've already seen it. American soldiers are going to be in Ukraine, and they will be forced to fight a war that has not been declared, a war that is completely illegal. And you can count on this happening. It's going to happen. It has already begun. There are plans in the making for American troops to be sent to Ukraine to fight against Russia. What do you think that is going to lead to? Well, we're not sure. But, you know, this might be a good time to remember Benghazi, okay? What might happen to our troops? Hmm. Do you think anybody's going to want to go into that military, or is this going to be a Vietnam all over again? Well, I suggest it could be bigger. But we have to ask this question, because as we see these people fighting, we have to ask the question, why is it? that everyone is so afraid to declare the obvious. I mean, we are under attack, okay? We're declared to be at war. Where there is an unconventional or an unrestricted warfare that is taking place, supposedly. But are we really fighting back? I mean, I don't see it. I just don't see it. And I, and I wish somebody would point it out to me if I'm blinded to this. But... You know, I keep thinking in my mind that maybe every American should turn upside down the U.S. flag. And maybe we should be flying the U.S. flag upside down. Now, not as a protest and not as a rehearsal. 
America is in dire distress right now. But does anyone really recognize it? This is not a dress rehearsal. America needs to be rescued by American patriots. That's the state that we are in right now. Well, Steve Bannon recently commented, um, and he was addressing President Trump indirectly, but he said, you know, Trump, this is how we can defeat the CCP. Now, I like Steve Bannon because he's bold and he's aggressive. I mean, he talks like a, a true warrior and he's willing to put his neck on the line. And I respect him for that. He said recently, he says, you know, it is time now to declare unrestricted war on the Chinese Communist Party. Today, we should seize all their assets. And then he asked, does anybody have the courage to take the axe and beat down the door? Now, that was a reference to a, an older movie uh, portraying what happened um, during the time of prohibition in 1930. It was a Sean Connery movie, and he is talking about going after the big guy, and the big guy then was Al Capone. But Steve Bannon does ask the very good question. He says, does anybody have the courage to take the axe and beat down the door? He says, it's time now to stop the happy talk, identify the enemy, take the fight to the enemy, take the torch to the enemy, and he describes the enemy as being both foreign and domestic. Now, I like that. He's calling a spade a spade. And then he says that victory is very simple. Now, I, I really like that because I'm looking for solutions. I'm looking for answers. He says victory is simple. Okay, Steve Bannon, I want to hear what you have to say. He says this, stop underwriting the CCP. Stop underwriting this government that is attacking us, the enemy, stop access to our capital and access to our technology, because we know that China steals all of our uh, technology. They are buying up our capital in the United States. Uh, many of our businesses are Chinese owned, and we're allowing them to do this. And of course, this is by design, because those who are in charge right now want a world takeover. But Bannon says you'll cut them off and be done in six months if you just immediately seize their assets by a hard, cold decoupling. He says do it immediately and you'll be cutting them off and be done in six months without firing a shot. Wow, that is impressive. And that is what we want, isn't it? It really is what we want. And then he states, I'm all for a gunfight when it's time for a gunfight, but you only have gunfights when you've done every other thing. And then he says, we must become savvy. I'm telling you, it ain't going to turn out well. That's uh, how he ends that blip. Now, this is pretty well spoken, but um, what did he mean by that? It ain't going to turn out well. Who is he uh, speaking about here? And what is he prognosticating? It's not going to turn out well for whom? Well-spoken, but let me ask you this. Is it even likely to happen? I mean, listen to his conclusion. 
He says, it ain't going to turn out well. He says, we need to seize their assets. We need to just shut down the CCP. And we know that he is counting on Donald Trump to do it because Donald Trump does understand the domestic enemy deep state. Trump knows how to get the job done of restoring freedom and prosperity in America. And because of that, President Trump is enemy number one of the deep state. Tucker Carlson spelled it out pretty well. He said his understanding, speaking of Donald Trump, his understanding of world affairs is so much more nuanced and sophisticated and pro-American that the moronic neocons currently in charge than the, the, the moronic neocons currently in charge. Um, so, uh, you know, Tucker recognizes that President Trump, if he has the backing of the people, and he does, he could accomplish great things. However, Tucker Carlson calls those who are in charge in our government right now, the rogue league of uh, miscreants, uh, are moronic neocons. Well, the, the moronic neocons are not moronic. They are deliberate, they are intelligent, and they are very determined to destroy us. Now, why can't we see this? President Trump himself identified the crux of the problem. He says the biggest threat is from within. It is not the CCP. It is not North Korea. It is not Russia. It is not Iran. And then Trump concluded, now what a mess the world is in. Trump said that. Now, how in the world is Trump going to get elected, Steve Bannon? Because you are counting on President Trump to stop the underwriting, to stop access to our capital and our technology, to seize their assets. I do believe that this is a good solution. But how in the world is it going to happen if Trump cannot be elected? That is the problem we face. We no longer have free elections. And I guarantee you, however, we are trying to oppose all the corruption uh, that is taking place right now, the planning to overthrow the next election so that it is a C-election, not an election, I think they've got things that we're still not aware of. We're discovering new ways all the time as to how they are actually perverting the vote so that the outcome is guaranteed that a Democrat will take the office of president in 2024. That is a huge, huge problem. How are we going to stop it? I'm going to take a short break and... If you're like me, you'd like life to return to some kind of normal. You're burned out on all the fear-mongering, but deep down you try and minimize viral exposure and your risk of getting sick. You've heard it talked about time and again by respected medical professionals. Use a pulvinone iodine nasal solution. I don't need to tell you just how powerful a nasal cleansing formula with xylitol, pulvinone iodine, and vitamin D3 for immune support could be. In fact, my attorney told me not to tell you. Google it and find out for yourself. 
Now, get yourself a bottle of American-made Cofix RX nasal solution. Let's get out and live again. CofixRx.com. That's C-O-F-I-X-R-X.com. Use coupon code OUTLOUD and get 20% off. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-term effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. Fortunately, Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the wellness company designed their spike support formula with the miracle enzyme natokinase, scientifically studied to dissolve spike protein so you can feel your very best. Go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. You wouldn't go a day without brushing your teeth or washing your hands. What about washing your nose? I mean, your nose does filter the air you breathe, air loaded with bacteria, viruses, and irritants. Make nasal hygiene part of your routine with Clear. No messy bottles to fill, no drowning sensation. Clear is a natural drug-free saline with the added benefit of xylitol, which blocks bacterial and viral adhesion. Available in stores and online at clear.com. That is X-L-E-A-R.com. AmericaOutloud.com. If you can't find it here, you can't find it anywhere. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought, working hard to earn your trust for seven incredible years and counting. America Out Loud Talk Radio, liberty and justice for all. I am back. This is Dr. Steve LaTulip on Unity Without Compromise. I bring to you this radio program on the weekends at 5 p.m. at Eastern Time, uh, Saturday and Sunday. And I do ask you uh, to please go to americaoutloud.com to access all of my articles and my uh, former podcasts. Please also do your part, get this information out there, share it with as many people as you can, because we are in trouble. We are at war. And do check out our team on the America Out Loud uh, network, because we have tons of great information and a lot of action items, which are things that we can actually do to fight the enemy. Well, today I've been talking about how we are actually now spinning out of control as unrestricted warfare has been unleashed against us with a vengeance that we have not seen before. However, I assure you that the vengeance and the steam that they are coming at us with will increase. They are desperate. They know what they are up against. They are determined to win. And the question that I ask today is, are you and I determined to win back our country? Are we willing to do what it takes? 
We have great patriots who are saying that victory is very simple, like Steve Bannon, who suggests that we seize all of the CCP assets. We stop their accessing our capital and our technology as much as possible. We stop underwriting them. Does that mean we stop buying everything from China? Because everything is made in China. You can't go to Walmart or to so many other stores in America and find anything but made in China products. And I find it disgusting because we are funding our enemy. So how in the world are we going to stop this unrestricted warfare? It is a question that has to be answered if we are going to survive as a nation. And that is a very big if right now. We have to face that. The world, the entire world, is increasingly becoming destabilized due to the globalist agenda. They will do everything and everything to destroy every nation, but primarily to destroy America, because until they destroy us, they cannot move forward with their one world takeover. I hope we recognize that. We have to look at every country and see that their borders are being invaded. Look what's happening to Italy right now. But every nationalist country in the world is being invaded right now. And if we are going to stop these criminal lawless enemies of the United States of America, it's going to have to begin right here in America. We are back at 1776, except the, we are, we are not, we're not reacting. We're not responding in the same way. We have been in a state of peace for too many years, perhaps, because we don't recognize how we are being killed and attacked every single day. Now, Steve Bannon's commentary, I thought, was very good. It is refreshing to at least hear somebody coming up with a plan saying, look, we can do this. Here's how we do it. But he didn't go far enough because we have to get President Trump into office as a prerequisite to defeat the CCP. But in order to defeat the CCP, Make no mistake about it. We have to defeat the domestic enemy that now rules our land in tyrannical fashion. If we fail to do that, we are dead in the water. We are sitting ducks and we will be sinking. They will be shooting us very, very soon. Now, if anyone out there can explain, anyone can explain to me how we might have a peaceful takeover of our nation again, please share that with me because I'm telling you, I am stumped. I truly am stumped. My actual hunch is that we have been duped into thinking that we can actually stop this shadowy government that does all its damage in the gray zone, you know, in those areas where you just can't get them how are we going to do it in the gray zone? This is where it, it's very hard to do battle it because it involves social media. It involves 
um, uh, social platforms that that we cannot say what we really need to say. We are shut down. We are locked out. And let's face it, we are even afraid to talk among ourselves about the truth of what must be done to even defend our Constitution. So, you know, we've been duped. And we've been duped into believing that we can somehow win this war and still maintain the status quo. You know, life is going to uh, go on, even though we don't have a functioning constitution. That is a lie of lies. And I can only conclude that we are utterly failing to recognize the threat that now stands right before us. And therefore, we will likely fail as a nation state unless we change something drastically and quickly. We already have failed to defend our constitution. We are seeing our children destroyed, victimized, destroyed, their minds destroyed, their bodies destroyed in every way because we fail to have the spine to defend our own children, our own American citizens. We cower in the corners and let them do this to us. And now we somehow believe that everything is still going to be okay. As if America is going to go on as before as before this coup began in earnest with the COVID pandemic. And it's all a lie and we are buying into it. We have to stop this insanity, this delusion. Has this delusion come to us from God so that we will be destroyed? How in the world can we sit here and allow the things to happen? that are now happening in America. More and more Americans are becoming victims of government abuse every single day, and we do nothing other than talk, other than rant a little bit, like I'm doing right now. We need to stop this talking and say, what must we really do and get off our duffs and do it? I mean, right now, As I speak, the Biden administration is again trying to push for all 194 nations to surrender their sovereignty to the World Health Organization during a pandemic. And they've already told us that a second pandemic is being formulated in the bio labs right now. I mean, how stupid can we be? They are designing this. We know they are designing this. We know they are planning the second pandemic, but it won't happen until those 194 nations do surrender their sovereignty to the WHO. And the American government is leading the way. This is the Biden administration who is pushing this. Well, goodbye, Constitution. Goodbye. Because We are done for if we no longer have this standard to live by, if we no longer have a Bill of Rights. And that's exactly the state that we will be in if this passes. If we surrender to the WHO, then the stage is set for a global takeover because you all will become instantly 
lawless citizens, according to your government, if you don't do everything that the World Health Order tells you to do in the next pandemic, such things as wearing a mask, such things as locking yourself in your home, isolating yourself, not driving anywhere. And if you do do get to drive anywhere, you'd better have your health passport that says you've taken all the shots that are going to kill you. You see, one way or another, they're coming for you and they are going to get you. And above all, recognize that China owns the World Health Organization. Whatever China tells the WHO to do, that is exactly what they do. China is in control right now. That's why Steve Bannon was saying we need to shut down the CCP. But no, first, we need to shut down the domestic enemy that is allowing the CCP to do its dirty work. Well, you know, I have to come back always to God. I mean, where is the influence of God in this? Is God going to have any say in this or is God powerless, do you think? No, I don't. I think God has everything to do with the outcome of this war. And according to God's power and his design, he is going to respond and direct the outcome based on what we do and what we say and what we think. Now, we've already been told in the Bible that things are going to get worse, and they will get worse because of a great falling away from God at the national level and on the personal level. The word apostasy, falling away from your faith, by definition, is something that the Bible says will happen. Now, we've got, of course, the great theologians uh, of our time and all over the world who contest, well, you know, eternal security means you can never lose your faith, which means you can never fall away. Well, then why are those words in the Bible? You know, I know what the Bible says, and nobody can take what the Bible says away from me. Nobody can take away your gift of salvation. That's what the Bible says. But if salvation is a gift, which it is called, the word is Dora in the Bible, the gift of salvation can be returned. If you receive and accept a gift, you have it in your possession, but you can give it back. You can shove it back in the face of the giver. But you cannot lose your salvation against your will. And that's important because that is a biblical principle that is very well established. You cannot lose your salvation against your will. So that is our reassurance. That is our assurance of faith. But we can't ignore the warnings in Scripture that there is a possibility that you could renounce your faith. You could give the gift back. The Bible says in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3, that many will abandon their faith. There will be a falling away before the Lord's return. And look at just one verse in the book of Romans. Romans chapter 11, verse 22 says, Therefore, consider the goodness and severity of God. On those who fell, severity. 
but toward you, goodness, if, there's the conditional, if you continue in his goodness. Otherwise, you also will be cut off. You see, we have a choice. You and I have a choice to remain faithful to God, to fight the good fight. But God's influence is most certainly going to be based on our doings, our actions, our words, our prayers, the way that we live. And God tells us that because of a great falling away, a rejection of God in all that he stands for, in all that he is, when we reject him, things get horrible. That's when we experience hell on earth. Because a lack of God's influence means a great gain in satanic practices like abortion like poisoning our food supplies, like injecting our bodies with lethal inoculums that destroy every organ in our body. Is that what we want? God's influence is there. And therefore, because of what we are told in scripture, being a good citizen counts. And what is being a good citizen? First of all, good has to be defined by a standard, and that is the Bible. Well, the Bible says that obeying the righteous laws of our land is good. That's what a good citizen does. But also, a good citizen disobeys the ungodly laws of our land, and we have an equal responsibility to disobey ungodly laws of our land. And whether we obey or disobey good and evil carries a lot of weight in what the outcome is going to be in our country. It carries a lot of weight. So taking a stand for truth counts because as I've said many, many times, all truth is God's truth. And fortunately, I see evidence that a lot of people are willing to do that. Kind of like the recent calling out of this corrupt Anheuser-Busch on their Bud Light propaganda. See, Bud Light here, Anheuser-Busch is one of these organizations that I would define as a useful idiot. They don't even realize what they are doing. But I love it. Go woke, go broke. They have lost some $7 billion because of that stupidity that idiocy of putting a male on dressed as a female on a beer can. Oh, I am so happy that they have lost billions and I hope that they go bankrupt tomorrow because people do have a conscience toward God. The Bible tells us that mankind can contemplate eternity. The human animal has a brain that allows them to think about things beyond the physical life on this world now. And that is a gift from God as well. That's why we look up at the stars at night and say, oh, there has to be a great designer of this universe. How could we come to any other conclusion? But if we are going to influence God as God influences the outcome of America and the entire world, then resisting evil really counts. And we have to acknowledge that. We 
ought to regard ourselves as ambassadors for Christ, as warriors against all evil. We should be regarded by the left as sanctified troublemakers. Sanctified means holy. Holy means set apart. We should be set apart as holy warriors to withhold, to uphold the righteous judgments of God, the righteous plan of God for family, for marriage, for sexuality, for loving your neighbor as yourself in all that it means. We should be warriors defending righteousness. Because if we do not defend God's position, then we are not on his side. You cannot straddle the fence. Go to Revelation chapter 3 and read what Jesus said to the church at Laodicea because they were lukewarm. He said, I would rather spew you out of my mouth. You are disgusting. I don't want to belong to a church of Laodicea. Do you? We have to decide whose side we are on. If Christianity is replaced in America, then what is going to take its place? What's going to fill in the gap? You better think that through. I had better think that through. We need to recognize that Christianity is the only thing that will save America. Even if we literally go to war against the present domestic enemy, we must recognize that this is God's war. And possibly this could be God's judgment against America. And it depends on what we do. We need to all realize that talking about doing the right thing is not the same as doing the right thing. And yes, that may cost us something. Let's admit it. Doing God's bidding takes great courage. I did a program last week or the week before about Christian persecution. And I know that this is a distasteful topic. We don't like to talk about suffering, about being shot up in prison, beaten, rejected. That's, that goes against our nature. To, we want to be liked. We want to survive. We have a will to survive that comes from God. And so doing God's bidding takes a great courage. And if we don't have that courage, then we are going to die as cowards. And we will die in a more horrendous way than we would die even if we died as martyrs for a good cause, as so many Americans have done. All of our veteran soldiers who have died, who shed their blood so that we could breathe free air in America. Which side do you want to be on? We need to come to grips with this. Every single day, a little bit of America is being taken away from us. We are losing more and more freedoms. We are losing more money. Food is getting harder to get. We have no security of the wealth that we have may have stored up 
for our retirements or just to support our families. We are all growing, going broke. We are losing control of our own lives. And it's all by design. And it's all because we are ourselves choosing it. If you have a perspective, a healthy perspective on real Christianity, or if you want one, you might want to consider reading one of Dietrich Bonhoeffer's books, which was phenomenal, called The Cost of Discipleship, because there is a cost to preserving freedom and to following Jesus Christ. There is a cost, but I tell you, it's worth it. President Reagan, Ronald Reagan said that evil is powerless if the good are unafraid. And I'm asking you today, would you please, please, please be unafraid? Pray that God gives us all the courage to do what we must to conquer the evil before us. You've been listening to Unity Without Compromise with Dr. Steve Latulo. I wish you well. I bid you well. Strength and courage. Adieu.